And I think the first thing he said to me was, well, I think it was nice to meet you, but um, he said, you know, Matt, everything I learned about running, I learned from Burning Man. <laughs> I mean, no, hi, we gotta restart. Hi, welcome back to uh, Pipe Gym Etiquette. I'm your host, Xavier Terminella, and I'm back once again Highly with, my boy, with my boy, Matthew Soroki. Uh, this is the unofficial official part seven check-in special episode with Matt. So for a little context, it's, uh, well, one, we're eating donuts, so don't mind us chewing. Sorry. Two, importantly, it's been a couple months. Uh, it has. There's been a lot of plot development. I'm sure you guys are hungry to listen. I know you guys I'm not that out. <laughs> are highly requesting part seven. My DMs have been flooded. Um, so we're giving it to you. Part yes, seven. Sir. All right. Let's get into these donuts. And, and talk. And talk. Um, this is going to be like a donut episode. So Donut episode. Okay. Sweet. Um, so... Welcome back, my sir. Thank you, Xavier. Thank you for having me back on the pod. It's great to be back. Do you have, do you have any opening statements you'd like to disclose to the audience? Um, no, I think um, like Xavier said, there has been a, a lot of um, plot developments, you know, a lot of uh, chapters that have been added <laughs> to my story since we last spoke. I think our last episode was what? Was it beginning of August? Oh, yeah, it must have been. Yeah, so uh, we're recording now in February of 2023. So oh, yeah, it's been a minute. Five, six months. Yeah. Yeah, Sweet. so... Um, All right, so let's recap. Where did we leave off? Oh, yeah. So I think... Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy, actually. Uh, we left off, and I was thinking about... Or I was training to become a paramedic. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was uh, thinking about joining the military mm-hmm. um, and becoming a combat medic. And then I had considered running track for the twenty this season, twenty twenty three, um, with no. We're really, still on cross country. We were still in cross country, but I was considering. Um, running oh yeah, you track were red shirting because I was red shirted. Okay. Yeah, um, and I'm. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess I should start start there. Uh, I had, you know, like we mentioned, right. Um, I had, like we mentioned, thought about running track and considered it, and my rule kind of was that I didn't really want to run over 20, 30 miles a week, right? <laughs> Which Xavier's laughing at me. Uh, yeah. And so we'll I, get into that. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, I went to practice just to check in with Coach Coach Maciel, um, our the legend. Yeah, the legend. Our head cross-country coach and former head coach of Newberry Park High School. I went to practice one day and just to check in, see how things were, you know, see if I still wanted to run, see if there's something I was still interested in. Um, because it was more just a, for a fun thing. I wasn't really trying to get anywhere, do anything very special. Uh, he was mentioning Coach Ed Italo. And uh, so I'm not sure. Didn't we get in that? No. No, we, wow. This wow. was pre-ed. A lot has happened since then. This was pre-ed. Wow. <laughs> okay. This, this, okay. So for contact, this is going to be a lot about a, a man named Ed, but I didn't mean to interrupt. Please continue. No, you're totally fine. I got to eat a, a bite of my donut there. Um. So 
I don't remember what Moss told me exactly about Ed, but it was me who told you about him. Yeah, you had told, mentioned that some guy had come to practice a few times yeah. during that summer to like train you guys. You were there for one of them, weren't no. you? Oh, it was not. Okay, never so... met Ed. Yeah, yeah. Here's the story. I just swallowed my donut. Um, here's the story. So we have coaches that you know, as as Moss would put it who wine and dine with the program. So just people who are checking the program out and, you know, that's really it. They're not committed to the, committed to being faculty. They're just checking out if they want. And so there was this new coach and this really innovative workout or innovative. It was really different. It's called four drills in a run. And like, reminiscing so hard. Yeah, I know. Just, you do like four body weight drills and then you run one lap. Like as, burpees or something. Or like yeah. high knees would be mm-hmm. one of the drills. Yeah. Um, all things that can get you in a good state of general fitness. And then you want, you run one lap as hard or as easy as you want. And so the point being is that you push, you, you will push yourself a lot harder than, you know, Ed or a coach will be able to push you. So that was the one workout we did with Ed, uh, this new track coach. No, no one knew anything about him really. Um, and we did that like two or three times. Mm-hmm. It was really low key. I mean, and this was in the summer. This was like start of summer. 2022. 2022, right? Yeah. Okay. See, yeah, I wasn't running. I was just kind of studying. Um, so I had never met Ed. So flash forward to August. Uh, I was picturing Ed to be like a younger um, guy, you know, like a few years older than me, maybe. Um, Moss had told me that he coached um, the 2022 state champ in the 800, Ellis Dovecchio. Uh, California state champ and the guy who got fourth or fifth at, at fifth fourth at, at state at nationals um yeah national yeah. Liam, Liam Gar yeah Gar um in the 400 meters Four, yeah. so uh um really good accolades off the bat um you know good resume uh and so I finally went to a practice and I met Ed and he Initially, I had he was laying on the floor when I got to practice, and I walked right by him to where I would normally stretch. Um, and then Moss was like, "We're over here." He texted me. He was like, "We're over here." And Ed is this, um, Ed, the way I saw him, he was like a mid seventies, shorter, kind of rough looking. Uh, you could just tell off the bat he was from New York. Oh yeah. You know, you, he just gave off those those vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, he shook my hand, a really firm handshake, yeah. and uh, he he has just you know a pretty thick uh, qu- Queens Queens accent, uh, and he's he's an older gentleman, um, but he you know he's he uh, still runs and stuff, um, what he can do, and and he's just like super energetic and excited, mm-hmm. um, and I think the first thing he said to me was. Well, I think it was nice to meet you, but um, he said, you know, Matt, everything I learned about running, I learned from Burning Man. <laughs> Burning Man. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with the festival Burning Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's once a year. It takes place in the Nevada desert. Black Rock City, baby. Um, and it's basically a bunch of people go for, I think it's a week or two weeks yeah. just to rave. It's a bunch of rave music, pretty much, and they dress up and they do a bunch of drugs, and it's a great time. So, from what I've heard, yeah. I'll have to go one day. Um, 
But he, he said that, and so you we gotta know. go. We gotta go. Right, that would actually be kind of fun. Um, you know, maybe not the drugs or all. Maybe of, not the drugs. Part. All of the drugs, not not all of them. Right, right. Um, so you know, you have to uh, again, you know, put yourself in my shoes, um, coming from you know Newberry and and a U and a very traditional running background and this guy who coached okay so elaborate when you say traditional right right what okay. does that mean so oh man that's a good question so traditional running is like you're you're working I think out you mean traditional coaching traditional coaching sure yeah yeah you're you're training athletes physically to reach a goal to reach something okay. for example you're training an athlete to um you know, win the 800 meters in the state. Let's say that you're trying, like a guy, like if I was Ellis's coach, I would focus a lot on, um, you know, what exactly what workouts we were going to do, what paces he was going to run, um, when he was going to do these workouts, what races he was going to run. That's what I would focus on as Ellis's coach. As a traditional, as coach. a traditional yeah. coach. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but when Ed had mentioned Burning Man, I was just kind of like, okay, Okay. <laughs> That's a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I just kind of I didn't say that. I kept that in the back of my mind. And then I continued my warm up that day, and I got through my drills. And no, then we haven't gotten to that. Okay. Let me let me swallow the donut. <clears throat> the the first thing I remember because um he gave this talk to both of us, right? He sat us down before we had started warm up, before we had started doing any of that, and he went and he looked us dead in the eye. And he said, you know, Matt, Xavier, I need you to do something. And I'm paraphrasing here. I need you to do something really important. I need you to forget everything you've right. ever learned about running. Yeah. Right. And, You're and, right. And I missed that. that. That was just like a shock of just like, oh, this isn't, this isn't going to be like anything we've done before. Right. So, cause so, I had been running since I was 13 and I was, and I was 20, you know, seven mm-hmm. years in the sport. And for someone to tell you in a New York accent <laughs> to forget everything you know, that's kind of like, well, all I know is running, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, I uh, I was still looking for an EMT job at this point in, in August. Um, I had called a bunch of ambulance companies and I was still trying to get on a rig. I even started applying to hospitals because um, I, I still was trying to get into paramedic school. And I needed uh, EMT experience to do so. So I was just kind of kind of train on the side. I need to mention that. But anyways, I'm going through my warm up and I'm finishing my warm up. And then Ed again comes up to me and, and he said like really just crazy things already. He's like, he pulls me aside and he's like, Matt, I just wanted to let you know that this is really an honor getting to work with you. And uh, I'm really excited for to see what you can do. And I was like, wow, like. That was really cool. Like I just met this guy 10 minutes ago and he's already saying that it's an honor to work with me. Like that honor is all mine, you yeah, know, yeah. like getting to work with a coach like this. Mm-hmm. And so we did the, um, the four drill, three drills in a run, four drills in a run, uh, workout. And it went, you know, it was fun. Like I, uh, I think I wrote down in my training log that day. I was like most fun I've had running in so long or something like that. Cause it, it is really fun. You know, you take, um you take the splits out of it you take the effort out of it the pace out of it and it's just you know you running 
and then doing a bunch of drills. Just and, you working out. Yeah, just it, fun. It's not stressing about like, oh, I need to hit this time. I need to, you know, warm up. This feels weird. That, that right. Feels weird. Because one of the whole key work, key points of this, of the three drills or four drills in a run workout, is that you go by based on what you can do. And then this is also like chiming in my voice. And right, right. This is also what really alerted me to this because it wasn't from that perspective, that traditional perspective of, you know, you have to do this. And if you like feel like crap, well, you know, too bad, you right. should have done a better job recovering. It was like, oh, hey, like your, your calf's really bugging you. Great. You can still get almost a full workout in just by adjusting to what you need to do. So instead of, you know, doing the run, if you can't do that, you know, do another drill. If you can't do this drill, you know, do something else. If it hurts to do this, you you get the point. So Right. And, and that's a huge part. And we'll get into that of Ed's philosophy is like traditional coaches would be like the workout is four times 400 at this pace with this rest, you know, and if you don't somehow complete it exactly like that, then it's a failure or you didn't do it correctly. And then that you know, really hurts you as an athlete. Whereas with Ed, it's like really moment by moment, you know, getting to know your body, everything's adjusted perfectly, almost perfectly, I would say, um, in exactly what you need that day. Well, it's you self-regulating. Right. I think that's what's important. That's, that's a good point. Because I, I think with a lot of the more traditional perspectives, is it's kind of the opposite, right? Which is, it's not you self-regulating the workout to your needs, but you self-regulating yourself to meet the requirements of the workout. Right. right? Which obviously has its pros and cons and a lot of cons and some connotations yeah. in some cases. But definitely. Um, and so especially with with four drills in a run, there is so much flexibility and freedom with that workout to where someone like me is really just like gonna hammer those 400s just like super fast and then someone maybe a little more conscious and and <laughs> smart like xavier is gonna actually humble, humble. actually do what um you know their body feels that day instead of just like sending it but that's also a like somehow you're more mature than me in that aspect we could get into that later but i mean i'll i'll take the compliment yeah i don't know if that's true but i mean I'll anyways you. So also it's worth mentioning that I was um, still thinking about the military becoming yeah. a combat medic mm -hmm. at this time. And so I was training um, like a combat medic, like specifically there's this branch in the air force called para rescue. Um, they're basically the flight medics of the military. And that job really spoke to me was like, you know, I get to jump out of airplanes and then, and then, and their motto is, so that others may live, you know, these things we do so that others may live, which I just found like, that was really cool. It was a calling to me. Mm -hmm. So I was doing a lot of swimming, a lot of uh, weightlifting. Xavier was lifting with me in the mornings yes. uh, twice a week, which was really fun. More than twice a week. <laughs> I was um, doing rucksacking, which is uh, yeah. hiking with a, a weighted backpack. Um, so I was doing a lot of different things. And then twice a week, Ed would come down. He lives in Ojai, which is about 30 minutes outside of Ventura. So he would come down twice a week to, to work out at the college with whoever was there um, Monday and Thursday, I think it was. I mean, yeah, it was pretty, pretty loose. But I mean, yeah, after like a week or two, it was pretty much me and Matt. Yeah. So that was the thing is um, 
he, uh, we originally had the whole cross team working out with us. All the guys running cross country at the time yeah. were coming for the first few weeks, maybe the first week. And then Ed was like, I don't want to interfere with uh, Moss's training. No, okay, so this is the story behind it. So, Coach Moss, excellent coach, and I'm going to preface this with uh, with something that that Ed always says, which are which is there are multiple ways to appease, right? If you're trying to do a North Summit and it's extremely steep, you're going to need different gear and you're going to need all the different training and all the different styles. And then if you're going for a longer summer, that might take, you know, two weeks to get to, right? And that's also representative in the training, right? So Ed may be scaling the North Face. He, he's going to be doing totally different workouts than, say, something of a more traditional coach like Moss would be doing. So what's happening is, um, yeah, it was originally the whole team. And then we started doing Moss's workouts. And at this time, I was having some health condition stuff. So I, w- I was kind of iffy on what right, I could do. Yeah. And this is another reason... Why Ed's workout? I, I totally yeah, forgot I totally that. forgot I totally about forgot that. that. Yeah, that Ed's workout really worked for me because I could modify it to what I could do. <laughs> and so what was happening is I was really buying into you know what Ed was saying, which was like, oh, if you can't do it, don't worry right. about it. And I went to don't worry was the his thing was like don't why push, you know what's the point of pushing? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I had come to one of Moss's like morning workouts, just like things like helping coach or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like talking to one of the runners. Uh, it was Addie. She was oh right, okay. She was doing like one k repeats, and she's like, "Oh my, like legs kind of hurting." Yeah. And like instinctually, I was just like, you know, Addie, just like do what you can. Right. If you can't do it, and right. like really like preaching like the I, I call it etology. Edo- yeah. I was preaching right. the etology, and so uh, Moss was kind of like. That's not the vibe. Yeah, like, he's like, that's mm, not what we're doing. And right. I was kind of like, oh, uh. And then Ed talked to Moss, and they're like, you know what? I think we better separate this, right? Because like, if Moss is trying to do one thing, and then you're like mixing it in with some Ed's too, then that's when it gets fun, right? Right? Like, if you're trying to scale the North Face with the Long Face gear, it's not gonna work, right? And so he he wanted to separate us, mm-hmm. not because like. Moss isn't doing good stuff just because he didn't want to different things. Yeah, mixing we didn't want to interfere with right. all the magic that was going on with cross country. Yeah, because like you know, the point was for the guys to get in shape to run cross country to run um, at the state meet. Yeah, yeah. So and the woman too. Um. So yeah. So after a while, or like even one or two practices, um, it was just me and Xavier. No, I think I think it was like, well, okay. The option was go to Moss's workout. And then double for Ed's. Mm-hmm. So it, it took, I think, close to like two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. Yeah. But and but then, after a while, it was but just. But then it was just me and Matt. Yeah. Matt and I. And so I started. I, I'm going to give a quick disclaimer. I am not Ed. And everything I say is not endorsed by Ed. Um, <laughs> if he listens to this, which I know he will, uh, I hope I don't get anything wrong or offend him in any way. Um, so with that said, every every time it was like Sunday night or Wednesday night, I would I would be it was like Christmas, you know, for me because I would get to see Ed in the the, oh, yeah. the next day, yeah. right? And so I I found that as a reoccurring theme because Ed was helpful. He was so helpful specifically that, um, man. 
I haven't thought about this of uh, some of this in months. Um, I came from a very, very tough running background, um, and we're not going to get into it because we've done well, it. It was also very traditional. Yeah. So um, if you haven't listened to, which I don't know why you would listen to this episode, <laughs> go listen to parts one through six, specifically part five, six um, of this series. Um, yeah. But with that said, I came from a very traditional, tough running background, and Ed is the antithesis of what that is, right? Yeah, quite literally the polar opposite. Yeah, Ed is, it's so much, like, he talks about it so well where it's not about running, right? It's not at all about running. At all. It's a tool in which we, he gets to teach life. Yeah. He said, um... He said, and I and I remember this, I think word for word, he said, running is like dancing. Dancing is always fun. Dancing is never not fun. That's what running should feel like for you guys. Yes, I love that quote. Yeah. I, um, I, I need to write that down. I had forgotten that, but that, that was really good. I remember that. And he said, the worst thing you can do is make running a dancing competition. You know? Yeah. Um, and that really spoke to me. That was like, because my whole career was uh, in pursuit of a goal in pursuit of a time and goals and times are important because it gives us you know a direction to go but when it starts to become the direction and the sole guiding purpose of your life then that's when it becomes a problem um because the joy is the journey another one of ed's quotes is he uses the climbing mountain uh, analogy a lot. Uh, <laughs> this whole process is like climbing a mountain. And life is like climbing a mountain. Um, Getting philosophical. Not <laughs> on, right. Not only are there multiple ways to get to the peak, but the peak's the end. You know? Ed said, I don't want the day, like when I stop climbing, that's, that's when it's over. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stop climbing, right? I want to enjoy every day because like that's that's what this is that's what this whole thing has always been sure you can have good races and good times but that's the end result you know like everything it took to get there that's what life is all about you know like waking up like today you know we went on such a beautiful long run uh with all our teammates and it was like the if like if nothing comes out of you know that quote-unquote training i'm fine with that because like it was just so beautiful to share that with everyone um and i think that philosophy is such a core thing for for ed's program and ed's training um and so flash forward maybe a few weeks uh still flying to ambulance companies you can tell where this is going um because it's now probably september ish and i'm still applying and i started applying in july uh so good two months without anything coming out of it um i'm not in school i should mention this i was not enrolled in vc in the fall semester um because i was i was planning on working a full time and full time and i thought i was gonna have a job by july right because i will say this is a tangent. Sorry, we're going off tangents. Um, they said in my EMT school that you were going to find a job like right away. That was a fucking lie. <laughs> um, rough, rough. Yeah, it was rough. Um, but anyways, seeing Ed twice a week and only training running, running twice a week. 
Yeah, you were because you mm-hmm. were swimming, rucksacking, and lifting like every other day. Yeah, so I was only running Monday, Thursday. Uh, right. That's important for later. Um, but yeah, that was kind of just my life for a few months was just, you know, I was basically just like working out. But it was good. You, you were... I was good. Dude. Yeah, we were good because what we would do, it's really weird because... So I redshirted for the fall season. Oh yeah, yeah, barely touched it. (laughs) Um, So I redshirted for the fall season again because of you know the medical condition I was dealing with, and so I couldn't, I I couldn't exercise for like do aerobic activity for more than a couple minutes without having this like really weird chest pain. I won't get into it, but um, I found that I could still do all the fully anaerobic stuff. Yeah, like so, like like max squat or something. I was totally fine with. Mm -hmm. And so me and Matt, we would, we, I mean, the training plan for, I mean, a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months was like, I think it was a few months. Yeah, yeah. It was Ed Monday, Thursday. And then, you know, we'd like lift or something Tuesday, Friday. Yeah. And, and then like hike, hike Wednesday, yeah. Saturday or something like right. that. And then Sunday was off. And like, that was it. And it was these really like unstructured, unstructured, unstructured kind workouts. of just like, Hey, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Let's go yeah, hike. Let's okay, sweet. What, like, what do you want to do in the gym? Okay, more frequently than we should have, we, we were just like squats. Like, like super heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was fun not worrying about like, oh, let's do this, let's do that. We're like following this extremely detailed plan. It was just like, hey, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Let's just like do, I mean, we were putting in solid work, but it wasn't that like really structured kind of right, traditional right. pathway. It, and it was cool. I explained it to my mom. Like each day I was a different athlete. So like, like Monday I was a runner, but Tuesday I was a swimmer and then Wednesday I was hike and like maybe I'd box somewhere in there. And, you know, it was, it was like really fun. Just not because we didn't have anything. We weren't getting ready and I'm air quoting for anything like, you know, runners do, you know, like runners get ready to race. That's just how it is. But Xavier and I didn't have anything like that. We were just like having fun. And yeah. and I've talked That's to great. Ed recently about this and he's like, yeah, at the start we were just having fun, you know? Um, and it was super fun. And I will say like, you would, I, I remember thinking, I was like, there's no way Ed can top himself the next practice. And he would, um, uh, yeah, I was going to share something, but I actually kind of want to have that, that memory private with Ed, a really special moment between the two of us. Uh, he might know, but, um, yeah, it was like, it was like getting ready for, like war um every day or like every time we were with him but not in the sense of like hoorah like let's go fight it was like he would compose us in such a way that we were so focused on the task at hand that regardless of what he threw at us we were not scared not afraid and that's something that i am still using to this day is like complete focus to a task one and two not being afraid um the, oh I totally forgot to mention that okay so uh if you haven't listened to episode five go listen to it because what i'm about to say is from that um i remember when i was first talking to ed one of the first times was i remember telling him i was afraid i was afraid okay. right and i don't even really think i knew what i was afraid of um but he's like don't like don't be afraid like he didn't know he didn't even know the story at that point um but somehow he like knew he could see it of like why i was afraid 
um, just because of what I had been through in the sport uh, and like, you know, past trauma. And it was like I had PTSD. And so I was really, really apprehensive to start running again and start training again. But Ed is, like we said, the complete opposite of what it was like before. So there was no reason to be afraid. Um, but that fear kind of like lingered for a few weeks, you know, and, and eventually it toned down and kind of went away. Um, and so where are we now? Let's say like November. Um, November rolls around. I haven't found a job at this point. I've given up. Uh, you know, four months of searching was enough. And, uh, you know, still just doing Ed twice a day, but Twice a week. Twice a week, sorry. Um, Then we had, you know, we finally had races on the calendar in December. Mm, Um, And we were slowly transitioning out of just doing twice a week to, um, you know, maybe three times a week, four times a week. Um, So we were moving into, instead of just doing four drills on a run both times, we started doing fart licks and maybe some reps and and like can i interject the first workout yeah yeah wait so, okay so part of the reason we waited so long to actually get in the workout was like definitely me because like True. i said i literally like when i showed up and this is a little bit of just kind of my story um i'm butting in because i'm a narcissist no totally uh, go for it <laughs> um I, I i couldn't run more than like maybe 150 meters, maybe 200 meters. I, I think it was exactly, you couldn't run over 150. Oh, actually, no, I had like worked it out. So it was like, 25 I seconds, like max. So one. Well, okay, but that's great. at like a good pace. It was like, I could do like a half mile at like 7.30 Oh, pace. right. Yeah, yeah. I could do like a quarter mile at like six flat pace. I could do like a 200 at like 5.30 and like, but it was not a lot of running. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, even when doing the 400s, when I, what I'd start out doing is I just run 150 hard. Right. And then I come back because yeah. that's like all I – And like, you were doing them at like – like I, I remember timing you for some of them. They were like – he was running like 22s, 21s, 20s. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Dead I don't ass. Um, but so I'd sprint like 150 and then just call it there because like my – just aerobics weren't there. And so we couldn't do a lot of the workouts that we had, you know, I think that Ed would have liked to do earlier right. in the season. Yeah. And we got to one day where it was kind of like, Which I mean, it, it, it's it? in November. It's getting on to it. It's kind of like, well, I mean. Was it 10 4? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, it was like, well, are we going to do this or not? Right. And I was kind of just like, you know, I guess I've been working out with Ed for, you know, maybe like two months now. Yeah. Sure, let's give it a shot. And before this workout, like, literally, it was just like such a mindset of like, yeah, I think I could probably, like, literally what I'm saying, I think I could run maybe a half mile. Maybe, yeah. like, a mile. Right. Probably oh, pushing I remember it. this. And he was like, we're going to do 10 400s, At 80, 80 seconds, with yeah. two minutes, or was it three minutes? It was two. It was two minutes rest. And I, I was like, I can't do and that. And so a lot of you were like, or, like, the runners at least are like, damn, that's not that hard of a workout. It, yeah, it's, it's not but, that intense for a workout. But, I mean literally this would have been that that was spoiler i guess my first workout in like i think over a year pretty yeah, much probably. i mean like besides real... excluding like two maybe like a week period that was my first like workout back real like workout full, yeah 
year just from injuries and like recovering from surgery and sickness and like all of that yeah and it was it was 10 400s and i remember very clearly yeah where i was like i I can't do 10 400s and then ed was like you know what xavier just like literally commit to warm up like that that was a lot just warming up it was three laps not psyching yourself like out you know and it was just like felt so borderline between like if i do just a little bit more like everything's just gonna fall yeah my heart rate's gonna spike like I'm, gonna have, the whole time. I'm gonna have serious chest pain yeah and so it was like okay i'll just do one and so i i ran one and i was like i will not fall <laughs> no i ran one and it was like that was pretty bad i don't right. think i can do another one and then two minutes passed and i was and i ran one more he was more. on the line yeah i like, got back on the line and i ran it and i got halfway through and i'm like i can't do this and then i finished and then on the third one i'm like i can't do another one and then i got on the line and i and wait. i did one more and then i was like on the line in four and i'm like no i'm gonna blow up i can't do this and then i got on the line and i did one more and at this point i'm kind of like holy shit i'm, I'm already halfway something. you know yeah well then i got to the fifth one and i was like I did that one, and then I was like, holy shit, I'm halfway. Right. And it was one of those, like, at that point, I knew. I was like, I had. There was I think, no other way. I think, I think I'm back. I think I'm back. But it was still, like, it was, like, I knew doing that, like, fit around that fifth one. It was, like, I could feel something within my body. Like, I don't think I could explain it. It was just a sensation that I would get right before, like, my heart rate would spike and I'd get right. this really bad chest pain. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, I was just, like, this, like, really, really tiny line. Yeah. Like, right before. Right before red like, line. Like, finishing the rep. Yeah. And so I did one more. And I was, like, that, that's that's it. I literally – and at this point, like, rep six and then rep seven, I was going, like, all out for this. Like, I yeah. don't know if you knew this. I didn't at the time. I was going like all out for this. That's so funny. Like this bro. was literally like race pace. I was like 100% engaged. I remember you were like, I don't know how many people have run next to Zaker, <laughs> but this dude fucking groans. <laughs> like he is like in the last rep all the time. Like when he's in a hard workout. Okay. In, in this workout, literally I was dying out. Yeah. Like just... I don't know how bad it was, but, like, I remember, like, this was, like, literally the equivalent of me, like, getting on the floor and just, like, torturing myself. Right. Just, like, let's, like, put a needle in my leg. Right. See, like, see how much pain I can take. Exactly. That was, like, the equivalent of this workout. Right. Like, it hurt so bad. Yeah. Like, it was so mentally difficult to get through this. Yeah. And then suddenly it was, like, rep 10. And I was, like, just do one more. Yeah. And then I finished it, and I was, like, holy shit. Yeah. I just blew out all of my expectations, right. right? And it was just like, and I mean, it was a long way to go, but it was it was a start. And that I was, mean, yeah, that That's was a, the a start. hell of a way to start it so, with something like that. That was that was a big side tangent on uh, a little anecdotal story of right. our first like real workout. Right. Ahead. Uh, um, which is funny because on the alternate side of that workout, right. I was like literally Chilling. jogging. Yeah, um, because Ed that was, was funny. Not to not to be like narcissist, like no, no, you you were literally jogging, but yeah, yeah, because Ed was having me do uh, like a fast four miler um on Saturdays, and I would literally close those in like four forty pace. So it was on the treadmill, though. That's all it I'm was saying. on the treadmill. Sorry, it was on the treadmill. Um, but anyways, that's uh that was our first workout together, our first real workout with Ed. So a few more weeks pass, um, and I had enrolled in two classes at VC. I somehow 
met with my counselor and they were just like five week courses completely online. So not even like recorded lectures. Um, uh, there were some business, like I needed the credit for some reason, but I was in school. So there you go. Um, for those who are like, oh, he was just working out all day. Well, yes, I fucking was, <laughs> but also I was in school. Yeah. Um, so anyways, few, a uh, few more weeks pass. Um, and we start going up to, to Nordoff high school in Ohio, like twice a week. Yeah. Um, because Ed lives up there and to have him drive, you know, 15 miles down and 15 miles back every single day for practice, like 25 miles. Yeah, yeah. Is not. Uh, fair so we were like so here's the other side of that so this is one of the quirky things about ed (laughs) which is he has continued to over his entire tenure as a track coach refuse any pretty much any type of payment like cash about that yeah and so the thing was is he's not going to take payment because he doesn't want to have the typical contract right which is you know if for but, I mean, I don't know about you, all the coaches I've had, they coach because, you know, at some point they get a little bit of extra money. Right. They're employed by the school. They have a contract with the school to coach us. Right. Ed didn't want to be, I guess, bound by that. That that, that was my take on yeah, what yeah. it was. Um, but with that, he kind of got to make his own rules with things. Right. Right. And so one of the things, because, I mean, he's not getting paid for this, was it only seemed fair if he's going to come down on his own free time. On time. He didn't even money. really know yeah. if he was going to be coaching us in the spring. Right. Why, yeah, he didn't know. Why couldn't, we, why couldn't we go up? If he's mm-hmm. going to give us his time, why can't we give him our time? Yeah. And so that's how I saw it. So twice a week, we'd go up, and twice a week, he'd come down. Yeah. And so that's right. kind of how we work things out. Um. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention that, Ed, we didn't know – um, if he was going to coach us in the spring. We conned him, though. We'll get to that. And I'm joking. Um, I'm sorry. I'm joking. <laughs> because uh, there was there was so many behind-the-scenes politics that would bore a lot of you. Um, and it's obviously, it's just so stupid, the hoops that like coaches and athletes have to jump through to, to be eligible for shit and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, so Ed was not getting paid. He was doing this. For fun, basically. Um, and I was still, at this time, I was still on the fence if I was going to run in track. Like, because I was still having doubts uh, and fears of of racing again and, you know, committing myself 100% to running. So, with that said, somewhere around this time, Ed had suggested that, because everything he does is a suggestion. You don't have to really you don't have to listen but it's just gonna hurt you well there are two sides of that i mean there the way i see it now and the way i explain it to new people joining us there are like musts and then suggestions right so i mean if you're gonna show up to practice and it's i mean you gotta think about this as like not a relationship as you're my coach yeah rather as this is someone who's volunteering their time to help us out if you're not gonna do basic things like respect their time right right then it's like sure you don't need to come to practice every day but then at some time if it's like if it's your friend or if this is a teacher doesn't matter who it is if you're blatantly like just using them yeah why would they want to be helpful to you right right 
So you sure you could suggest something and it's kind of like, you know, that seems kind of like a mandatory task, but then at the same standard, it's like, he's kind of just asking for basic decency and respect. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, but a lot of the asks that were some of the other things, like for us, once we kind of got into this phase, it was like to stop lifting. And so this goes into his training philosophy, which is, you know, he didn't think that athletes needed to be lifting he heavy like we were mm -hmm. to get into shape, like right. an 800 meter shape. Right. So one of the asks for him was that kind of was a little bit of a must was uh, yes. to stop weightlifting. Yes. And because what that was is if we were to continue weightlifting, it's kind of would be like we were using him because he right. is putting his time, his effort into coaching us. And if we're kind of skewing what he's doing, right. the, the entire calculations and equations he's doing about how tired we are and adding our own ingredients to it, then it's a little bit like we're not respecting what he's doing. Definitely. Right. And so that's when some of these asks kind of turn into musts. And yeah. Stuff like that. And so with that, Ed had, you know, asked, uh, suggested, whatever you want to call it, that I stopped doing um, all the forms of exercise that I was doing. So weightlifting, swimming, boxing, rock climbing, hiking, um, stop all of them. And even I, he, was having me do um, some core each day, just a little bit of like body movements and stuff. He told me to stop doing that as well. And um, so we were gonna completely, because his philosophy is he's a high high stakes poker table. You know, uh, yes. if, if you're gonna if you're gonna play the game, he's all in, right? You don't go to the high stakes poker table just to play a little bit. You just to, to watch. Yeah, just to watch. You you go to play mm -hmm. and you go all in. And so he wanted me to be all in. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Matt didn't want to be all in on Well, <laughs> okay. So at the time, remember, uh, I have major depressive disorder and I forgot to mention, I did a medication shift. I'm not sure if it was in July or August. Um, I switched from Paxil to <laughs> Effexor. Um, and that shit was so good. I, I, I love Effexor. I'm a big Effexor guy now. Um, any, yeah, any, um, MDDs out there, uh, effects is the way to go for you. <laughs> I don't know any MDs that are listening. No, no, this, major but... depressive disorder, oh. M MDD, sorry. Um, anyone with that is listening and wants to go into a kitchen, effects are okay. works for me. Disclaimer, this is not actual advice. As we, I am not a medical professional. We by cannot actually, uh, we can't condone this. Condone this. It, um, it worked for me. What I'm just saying. Yeah. Please, please contact your psychiatrist yes. or psychologist yeah, yeah, if yeah. you actually want medication yeah, yeah. changes. Sorry. Quick disclaimer. Anyways, but um, yeah, that's important because I'm on a healthy medication. I'm still on. So anyways, uh, but I was also, you know, I was, I was doing well mentally. Good. Like I was happy, mm -hmm. right? Which is weird for me to say because for, for honestly, like five years, I was pretty miserable. Um, and so I was doing well for the first time in like, since I could remember. And so it, it felt good. And I think a lot of that was because I was like, enjoying working out, uh, in a stable environment with a great support system with a great mentor. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I was just like really enjoying the idea of becoming a combat medic. Like that goal really excited me. Mm -hmm. I had done a few of the fitness tests, like for, you know, like the special forces stuff. 
Um, and I would like do well on all of them. So that just got me really excited because I was like, I was like, I'm going to be a pararescue man, you know, like, so kind of like the training I was doing with Ed was part of that, but he convinced me somewhere in there to stop doing it all to start up school again. Did he convince you to start school? Okay. Or just to run? He convinced me to race. Okay. But to be eligible to race, you have to be a full-time student. Yes, okay. And so I was like, Ed, you are my sensei. I will follow you into the sunset. Um, I explained it a lot. Like, I was the samurai and he was the sensei, which kind of still feels like the case. Uh, We evinces that. Um, So... I stopped all that stuff. I, uh, I stopped all my fun activities and I was just doing Ed's training. And so Ed's, uh, Ed's training is really interesting. Um, it obviously works. It obviously gets great results. And uh, you don't run like barely over or over 20. Yeah. definitely if, not if 20 if 20 definitely not over 30 miles a week is unit of measurement sorry um probably four workouts a week four yeah, two distance four. runs sunday off i mean now it's a little bit different right, right. it's like one mo- most weeks one right. distance day one off uh maybe one race you'd count that oh, as a race. hard quality yeah, yeah. day a pre-race day which is super easy and then two hard workouts yeah so kind of closer to three maybe four yeah and so um, I'm not lying to you guys when I say, like, I noticed a mood change, like, within the first week of just training, uh, just training running. Um, and that was weird, like, because I went from doing really well to being like, wait, this kind of feels like I'm back in Flagstaff um, and I'm just, like, training for, you know, like, a goal or something. And um also, I was like, Ed's a Ed's a mid distance coach, so he coaches the four, eight, and the mile. And I didn't know what event I was going to race, and so I was training for all three of them, kind of. Um, we were just kind of training, I feel like, but yeah, at the time we were just training. Um, and so we had done a few weeks go by, and I noticed like progressively that I'm kind of getting worse mentally. Like I'm, uh, I'm not really enjoying running or working out. I'm kind of like dreading it. Um, I'm kind of feeling more fatigued and more tired, even though the workload isn't getting higher, just like key symptoms uh, of depression. Um, I'm not really wanting to hang out with my friends. Uh, you know, like even my sense of humor kind of stops when I, uh, when I'm like that, um, and insecure me was like, you know, I reverted back to, well, I don't need to tell anyone, like, I'm fine. Uh, you know, I'll just like, I felt like I had made a commitment to Ed to race that I owed it to him to push through, like fears and doubts, um, and like bad feelings. And so I didn't say anything for a while. Um, and then I was just like, all uh, sometime and we did a race right yeah so that was santa monica yeah that the was first one second week of december right so i raced the 400 um 
it was like an all comers meets. Uh, it was all high school. We were the only pretty much only yeah. college people there. I was, I felt weird because I I got on. <clears throat> sorry, the donut sitting in my throat. I got on the line. And I was like, I was definitely a little bit muscular than everyone. And I had a tattoo and I was like, yeah. probably looks like a man uh, next to these guys. And I, I still got like third in that race. Did you? Yeah. yeah. What did you run? It was a four, right? Yeah. So I ran um, like 56 low, which for context, not that, <clears throat> sorry, that donut, man. Not that it matters, but one time I put two 56s back to back for my 800 PR. But that's another thing is I didn't, uh, the time didn't disappoint me, right? Like I wasn't putting my attachments onto time anymore. I just wasn't enjoying the process. And that's the whole thing. Like I mentioned earlier is like every day is the process. And so if you're not having fun every day, then what's the point, right? And so we did that race fine i was like okay uh, it is what it is um and then we raced the next week two weeks later yeah oh two weeks okay yeah um and it was a, a 600 yeah i didn't run this one but it was just you right this one i actually want to hear about uh so same deal uh well tell them about the story oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay tell them about the story this was weird. This is something changed here is what I felt. I didn't get a chance to really talk to you too much about this. So I'm interested to hear. Yeah. So um, I, Ed could tell something was off, like from the moment where I stepped in this car that day. Like I was. Uh, from when you got in? Okay. Yeah. From when we drove from like VC to the meet in Simi Valley. Yeah. He could tell. I, I knew he could tell. Um, and I was trying to hide it really bad i was like oh i'm just focused but i was like dude i'm fucking like really depressed right now um i was racing the 600 where you were yeah thinking back <coughs> that kind of makes sense right that kind of makes sense but i'm i guess i'm a little disappointed i didn't, I didn't say anything it's okay it. it's what is what it Whatever. is um i warmed up so early man sorry that's a silly thought uh as well as you and Zach, you guys both warmed up like I do. I, I, I ended up doing like so many fucking strides. Uh <laughs> so bad. Um, but this is a funny story. So they call us to the line. Same deal. High school meet, high school kids. I wore my only clean singlet. People are gonna roast me. My only clean singlet was a Newberry Park singlet. Um, I didn't want to wear it. I actually waited till the last minute to take off my sweatshirt because I didn't want people to see it, but whatever. Because I don't want people to think I'm like a poser or whatever. Uh, um, I get on the line. They call us. They're like, okay, so a, a normal a normal start in a rate for a distance race goes, there are two commands. Runners take your marks. That's where you step to the line. And then they fire the gun. Okay, wait, wait. Before we get to the next part, I want to intervene and say this was the most like low-key of low-key of low-key of Right. Yeah. Like just high schoolers who like just like literally. Like December. Yeah, you in know. December, like two months before <clears throat> the season, it was like so chill. It was kind of just like, oh, you want to be in a race? Oh, you, you should go jump in the race. 
literally like that. Like I think I watched two kids literally jump into right into the thirty two hundred like two hundred meters yeah. and and just ran the whole thing and we're like, oh okay, fair enough. Yeah. So go on. Though. So anyways, I I mentioned on your mark and then the gun or is how it's normally supposed to happen. Um, and so the starter goes out, goes on your marks. We all get on our marks. We all lean down on the line. And so the next thing I'm expecting, like I should every other time I've ever done that is the gun. And this man goes set. What? Set up for what, bro? It's a fucking 600. We're doing a standing start. I'm not setting in blocks. And so I, I false start. A foot, it's my so foot, bad. The worst so bad. You've ever seen. Totally crosses the line, and I no, shit. No, no, what? You didn't just cross the line. You took like two steps, bro. <laughs> whatever. Um, because I'm expecting the gun, so I was ready to go. And then he fires the gun, and I'm already like two feet off the line, or like two steps off the line, and so I was like. And so when that happens, what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to fire the gun again or a third time even, and everyone stops and we go back and we try again. That's how it's normally supposed to work. However, in this meet, I, I so I stand up. Everyone has gone off because the gun fired. I stand up. I look back you, at the guy. You turned fully around. Fully around. Shrugs at the guy. I was like, I, yeah, I shrug. I'm like, you know, like I didn't say it, but I was like, you know, like we're restarting, right? <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, just go." What? Oh, just go, bro. No, fire the gun again. And so everyone got like a three-second head start. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Were... And so that incorporates into my final time. Yeah. So it was a good three seconds, and um. So I go off, and like, dude, like they they had already gone out in like twenty-seven, and so it's like um how was i supposed to you know be near the front and and make a move if everyone got a three second head start in a 600 which is a lot that's a lot in an eight um but i ended up like making up a lot of space on the back stretch which is what ed and i had planned uh and then 200 to go like i had wasted i probably expended too much energy trying to make up bodies that i didn't have enough in the tank to really kick at the end so i ended up getting like fourth or fifth and i ran like 132 or something um 132 high or low uh which was really like a 129 which again is okay i didn't really care about the time i was just kind of like i wasn't even really mad at the time about you the were very mad. i was just you like were really mad. i was like man that was kind of shitty um and so I, I get off the line and I, I was like, Ed, we need to talk, you know? Uh, and he's like, I know. Um, and so I just ha- kind of had to explain to him what was going on, what I was feeling. And, you know, uh, I was expecting a lot of push. Like, I was uh, my fears were that <clears throat> he wasn't going to be understanding, one, and that he was going to tell me, just to work through it and uh, just to like, you know, like keep training under him and, and keep trying this and and it, I'll figure it out and, and whatnot. But it was like literally the complete opposite. I hadn't even considered this a possibility. I was like running through scenarios in my mind. And he was like, yeah, like 
do what you need to do. Like take as much time as you need, do what you want, like uh, keep doing those things if that makes you happy. Like don't keep trying to force this. Like the complete, complete, complete opposite of what I was expecting him to say because Ed's a tough guy. You know, Xavier will say this. He's a, he's a tough man. Um, you know, growing up in, in Queens, that's not easy. Uh, so I, but he has so much wisdom and experience that he just knows, like, just has the right thing to say, you know, just the right fucking thing to say every time. And you're like, how can he, like this time, how can he say the right thing? And he tops himself. <clears throat> and so, uh, so I just explained to him, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty unhappy and, and I think we had deduced that it was like because of running, like honestly, um, because of training. And I was just like really having a tough time continuing with that. Um, and he was so understanding, so respectful of my, uh, of like what was going on. And he told me to just take a few weeks to figure it out. And so I did. And, and this is around the holidays, like, um, Christmas and, and new year's. And I ended up taking a trip to Las Vegas. <coughs> I'm coughing a lot. Sorry, I'm going to drink some more. No worries, no worries. Las Vegas, my hometown for, uh, for New Year's Eve. Uh, I was staying with one of my close friends, uh, Jacob. And uh, I got to see my old teammate, you know, shout out Noah. Uh, my, my childhood friend, I think... I forget what fake name I gave him. Uh, I got to see Hope. And uh, <laughs> shut up, bro. Uh, anyways, I remember on uh, New Year's, it had just like, it was a few. I don't mean that loud. No, no, you're chill. It was a few minutes after, uh, or like maybe 15, 20 minutes after New Year's. Like the, the clock struck midnight. And I just like had the urge to go on a walk. And it was like 30 degrees out and pitch black because it's midnight and it was raining. And I just put in my headphones, head down around this random Vegas neighborhood, and I just walked. And I just zoned out and I just kind of reflected on everything. And I was like, I have been running from myself. Like... Since Newberry, I have been running from a version of myself that I was afraid of becoming. And I thought that it was speed and it was the 800 and it was just training harder. But it was really kind of the opposite of like who I want to become. And so I pulled out once a runner started reading it again and I kind of like rediscovered why I was in this sport because I like running because I enjoy going on a distance run because I like being fast because I like being strong and that was where we needed to end I wanted to keep this episode a little bit timely because we talked for another 35 40 minutes I'll be releasing part 7.2 next Friday I really want to thank everyone for listening, and I really want to thank Matthew for coming out and sharing with us once again. 
Hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next week for part 7.2.